Welcome back, everyone, to the In It to Win It podcast with Micah Smith. This is your inspiration station where you get your mind right to get your life right and start building the mindset that you need to not just be living, but also winning. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about facing our fears and overcoming them. I'm also going to be talking about the five common fears that everyone struggles with. So you're not alone. If you're curious to see if you struggle with one of these, make sure to stick around for some helpful tips to help you figure those out. Guys, I'm really excited and looking forward to our conversation today. With that being said, make sure if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, be sure to do so. All right, let's jump right in. And we are live. Welcome back, all you thinkers and winners. Guys, this is the podcast where why I made this podcast is because I want people like you who are interested in getting their mindset right so they can, man, start achieving what they've been put here to do. Like, that's what it's all about, guys. Achieving happiness. That's the key thing. And, you know, when we can learn these skills on how how to build a mindset, on how to start maximizing our life, our mind, our body, our time, like everything put together, this is when people are truly happy. You know, I've had the privilege of the last 10 years studying people like Tony Robbins, Gary Vanderchuk, uh, Ed Milet, Grant Cardone. Oh, man, Ty Lopez. Like, the names could continue. Uh, Eric Thomas is a person that I've really, really love watching. Um, all these people, they have a formula. And these people are people just like you, just like me. But they've done something to achieve the level of success. And they've done something differently than us. And these people have overcome fears, and we're going to talk about this later through the episode today. We're going to be talking about facing our fears, overcoming our fears, and how to ultimately use them to drive us to accomplish our dreams. I mean, you see this in the story of David. Now, I'm not being religious here. I'm just using this story to make a point. David was a small boy. Destined for something great. Destined to be a king. Do you feel like you could be a king? Do you feel like you could be a queen? Do you feel like you're you're meant to do something great, but you know that something's holding you back? Well, David had a giant that was holding him back from that. And Saul said, hey, David, if you do this, if you kill this giant, then I'll give you my daughter in hand in marriage. And long story short, the giant is sitting there mocking God, and David's like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? And he goes out, slays his giant, and he gets the girl, he gets the gold, and ultimately later on, after several other you know, ups and downs, he becomes king of Israel. And so, guys, the point of that story is to say that when we face our fears— on the other side of that is our greatest truths, our greatest desires, like who we're supposed to become. David was meant to become king, according to the prophet of God in the Bible. And so David had to go out and fulfill prophecy. Can I encourage you that whatever you're facing with or struggling with right now, 
it's going to help you fulfill your prophecy. There's a prophecy over your life. Like if you watch The Matrix, you know, Neo was the one to be prophesied. If you watch uh, Anakin, you know, who turned into Darth Vader, you know, <laughs> and, and, and does the air choke on people who's legendary. They're in Star Wars. You know that he was prophesi prophesied to bring balance to the Force, not to destroy the Force, right? And um, it's interesting. Because I believe we all have these prophecies over our lives, and it's up to us to take up responsibility, face the fear, overcome it, and seek our greatest truth. See, I believe that on the other side of fear is the deepest truth for you. Like in the, on the other side of your fear is the greatest ability, talent. Like, for example, I love swimming. When I was like five years old, <clears throat> my mom put me in swimming classes. So, I mean, even when I was four years old, I used to like, even though I couldn't swim, I used to put myself underwater, see how long I could hold my breath because I'm a, I'm competitive at nature. I don't know who else is competitive. Am I the only one in the room? I, I bet you I'm not. But I used to see how long I could hold my breath. And then I got to the point where I could swim and let go of the ledge. And progressions and progressions. Well, one day, I just got tired of being afraid of the deep end you know at my grandparents me and my family we went up to michigan in uh, rochester hills michigan so shout out to all my rochester people if you're listening to this podcast uh you know because i lived there for a little bit fyi a little backstory about me guys like i lived in michigan for a little bit um but that's where my grandparents were and they had a big swimming pool in the backyard well we're out swimming with the family and i just get sick and tired of being afraid of the deep end and so I literally get out of the pool, and I come to the side, and I'm standing outside the pool, and I just keep looking at it. And I just say, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And I just count three, two, one, and I jump over the ledge of the pool, and I just start swimming in the, in, into the deep end, like where I can't touch the ground. And I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Look, Mom. Look, Mom. Look, Mom. I'm doing it. And see, this is so important, guys, to understand about overcoming fear, is that it's not about the fear itself. It's not about actually facing the fear. It's who you become in overcoming the fear. Do you get what I said there? It's not about the Goliath, the giant. It's not about, oh, I'm afraid of the deep end, the fear itself. It's who I become in the process of overcoming that fear because that's when I became the person that I needed to do. And then confidence came and I started swimming and backstroking. And then guess what? I wasn't just swimming on top of the deep end. I would go to the bottom and sink and just sit there like a shark and then grab my sister's foot and snatch it and she'd freak out. Yep, I was a big brother. So <clears throat> shout out to all you big bros. You know what I'm talking about. It, it's like it's like initiation. You got you gotta be you, you, you gotta kind of scare your, your little sisters. You know, you, you gotta know him. In a way, you're like a bully. It's like their initiation into life. Is it right? I don't know. But does it work? I mean, my sisters are pretty dang tough now. So <clears throat> shout out to all big bros out there for making your sisters who they are today because you know that they would not be able to face the terrors of the world without your 
doing <laughs> or say so. <laughs> so that's a little bit of one story for me. I'm going to share some other stories about overcoming fear. But I, I want to talk about this idea of resistance and like what fear does to us. And I want to get into like the I, I, I'm a big firm believer in like metaphysics and physics. And what I mean by that is like like the material and the spiritual. Like I believe that the spiritual is as needed as much as the material world, which is like logic analytics data is and then also too you got to look at the deeper emotional like who are we becoming like the inward like inside you because you can't just sit there and analyze fear as like a chemical reaction or emotion you know even though you can and that's the, that's actually part of the definition i have that pulled up so let's go ahead and, and look up a uh, fear the definition here googled just a basic definition of it and i got several other things several other definitions i got pulled up that we can read but so fear is the unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous likely to cause pain or a threat all right now some of the sentiments of fear is terror fright fearlessness or fearfulness sorry <laughs> wrong word Fearlessness is when you're brave. Horror, panic, uh, dread, distress, dismay, anxiety, worry, uneasy. So stress and anxiety, if you look at those two sentiments, I, I mean, uh, who do you not know this dealing with doesn't deal with anxiety or worry at one point or another in their life? I would say that this is a common Thing. And I actually – I got the five most common fears that everyone struggles with. I looked up this chart of 33, but I want to talk about five common fears that I myself and you including, everyone struggles with. So, you guys, you're not alone. See, that's the that's what's the craziest thing is, is that like <clears throat> when you understand fear is to keep you back from the unknown. See, like when we're afraid of something, it just means it's unknown to us. We're uncertain about it. So like when I get close to the edge of the rocks, like I know there's a possibility that I could fall if I slip. But I won't know that I, I can get close without slipping until I take the risk. And that's what risk comes in, you know, and I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest that by no means. I'm not telling anyone to get as close as you can to a, a cliff, an edge of a cliff, and and test your life, put your life at risk. But what I'm telling you is like every single day when you wake up, this is why fear and anxiety hits us is because we're afraid of the unknown. Like so many people are unhappy. I don't know if you guys know the statistics or not right now, but it's 33% of Americans are happy with their marriage, happy with their money, happy with their career, and their family lifestyle, which is sickening. So that means that 67% of Americans are dissatisfied, dismayed, and fearful of the future that holds for them. And that's just not okay with me. That's why I made this podcast, the In It To Win It podcast, to get your mind right, to get your life right. It's not enough just to live, guys. You've got to win. you got to win in this thing called life. It's a game. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. But I say don't hate the game. Freaking win the game. That's what I say. Can anyone else agree? Can anyone here associate what I'm saying? So there's been times in my life. Let me sit here. Let me back up. Let me humble myself. There's been times in my life where I've sat there like life's just not worth the living anymore. 
If you guys go back and listen to the last three episodes podcast, I talk about my own personal struggles, my struggles with suicide, depression, anxiety, bullying, learning disabilities, Tourette syndrome, name calling, like these things that I was afraid of. Like my bullies, I had to wake up every day and face them. This is a fear when I was in grade school. I was afraid of my bullies and very full, very rightfully because there was things that they would do to me and say to me that that like would cause me to go into a state of panic and uneasiness. I mean, so much that I would wake up and I would throw up every morning and my dad would have to come in my room and say, God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. And I'd say that over and over and over. And it was the only thing that was keeping me, to be quite frank, is the only thing that was keeping me sane is that God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love and a sound mind. Let me add here. So many times we believe that our that our fears are real. Fear is not real. Just like Will Smith says in that like space movie with his son. Golly, it's been so long. But fe- fear is not real. It's a figment of the imagination. Your brain associates the limits of which you're, you, you're, you believe that you're capable of. So, like, if you don't believe, if you believe you're going to be an addict because your parents were and your grandparents were and your grandparents were there, if you believe that you'll never achieve wealth, like in generational wealth and success, and because, well, my dad and his dad and his dad's dad never was rich, That's not right, guys. That's not right at all. It's not okay to live like that by no means because your fears are keeping you back from fulfilling the prophecy over your own life. And that's why I want to talk about this because I think this is an important thing that most people are not talking about. So what I want to do right now moving on forward is I want to identify now that we know the definition of some fears and I'm going to share some more stories as we move forward – I want to be talking about the five common fears that we all struggle with so we can all so we can level the playing field and move forward from today and uplift ourselves so we can start doing what we want to actually do on this earth. So sound cool? All right. Let's go ahead and jump in and let's continue this talk. Okay, so before I jump into this segment and I talk about the five common fears that I think everyone struggles with. These are five common fears. And I want you, if you who are listeners or you're watching this, <clears throat> now I want you to think about how, how do these five fears like affect you? And before I do that, I, I want to read something because I talked about Will Smith's quote. And I had to pause real briefly because and take a break because I was waiting for my wife to get home. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. And uh, I was watching the baby, so I had to clear. Out, I had to time out there, but I got the chance to pull up Will Smith's quote, and this is like really, really powerful, guys. Like I, I want to introduce this like this. There's something very surprising about fear that most people don't really get. It shocks them when we actually sit down and we think about it. It's so shocking that it changes a lot of people's lives. 
And let's just go ahead and read it. The quote by Will Smith in the movie After Earth. That's what the movie was called. So this is what Will Smith was quote-unquote quoted in Afterlife, or After Earth, excuse me. And he said this, that fear is not real. The only place that fear can exist is in the thought, now hold on here, focus on this, of the future. It's a product of our imagination. Have you ever had a good product? Have you ever had a real bad product? Yeah, we've had good ones and bad ones. I would say that fear is a pretty damn horrible product if you ask me. If you're tuning in Facebook, I'm going Facebook Live for you podcasters on Anchor. But thank you guys for tuning in. So this is just a little bit behind the scenes of the uh, podcast episode I'm uploading this afternoon. But all right, so let's continue. So we've had good products and bad products, you know, whether it be skin, whether it be a car, whether it be um, a t-shirt, whether it be a shoe, you know, the shoe blows. Like I'm just saying, like I've wore basketball shoes and there's some good basketball shoes and there's some bad basketball shoes, you know, and <laughs> I can have a deeper conversation with you on another level at another time. But, you know, so let's look at this. It's like fear. If it's a product, if it's a thought that exists is of exist in the future with our thoughts of the future, and it's a product of the imagination, could you say that we could use the imagination in a better way? Right, so that's something to think about, causing us to fear things that do not at present and may not ever exist. Oh man, who is guilty of that? Who is guilty of fearing things, projecting a thought, thinking about something, getting anxious and stressful, and completely derailing and losing all momentum? Like I've seen this with people when, um, when they start losing weight and then the fear of that, oh, like, oh, gosh, can I really get fit because of that automatic program? So what we're talking about, guys, is we're, we want to eliminate fear. We want to face it. We want to overcome it and then use it to achieve that goal, to achieve that dream, dream excuse me, uh, to better your life, right? Because everyone deserves a better life. So, guys, let me continue here. Let me continue. So that is near insanity, Will continues to say. Do not underestimate danger, for it is real. But fear is a choice. See, that's what that's the shocking thing that most people don't get. And I want to jump in here as and, and use this as an introduction to talk about the five common fears that we all struggle with here on this podcast episode, all right? So if you guys are tuning in and you don't know me, who I am on Facebook, my name is Micah Smith. I am a certified life coach, mindset coach slash mindset coach, and I love helping people gather the right information to utilize their fears, to utilize their ambitions, and, and kill it in this life, dude. The idea here is to, we're not just wanting to live. See, the people in the graveyard, they lived. But what I want to say is that the graveyard is the most ex is the richest place on earth because they had all these ideas, all these inventions, all these business ideas, all of these ideas to change the world, and they died. Those dreams, 
in those um that that thing imagination died with them their imagination died with them and see what we want to do is we want to learn how to use fear because fear is stress ultimately let's talk about by bi the biology of fear fear is a chemical response that causes your brain to get stressed or anxious or go into panic mode this is meant to serve you and we have to learn how to use it just like i've talked about if you follow me on facebook or any of my other social media sites you know and make sure to do that because i post content everywhere twitter facebook instagram i'm gonna eventually start getting on tiktok um, like hopefully, uh, I can start getting some Patreons to invest in the podcast and I can get some better equipments, better cameras, such and such. But guys, fear is that choice. Fear is that choice. And so just like you're choosing to listen to this podcast or watch me go live here and, and seeing what my podcast is about on Facebook, you know, fear is a choice and you have to learn to understand that. You can't let that stress or that anxious thought control you. Just like we talked about David. David had a choice. He could either coward to Goliath or he can champion Goliath and slay him and cut off his head. So that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the five common fears right now that I think everyone's struggling with in this day and time. And then I want to talk about... Three fun fears that you think no one stresses about, and they do. It's kind of funny because I did some research. So, guys, I did all this research online, and it's kind of funny. I did all these research from the 33 top fears of, of, of people online, and uh, I wanted to share them with you. So I did a little bit of research when I was making this podcast. And then I want to talk about a couple of things that we can do, helpful tips as I discuss these things. Um, I might do it at the end or in the process of dis discovering each one. So let's jump right into it. Fear of failure. This is actually number seven of the 33 most common fears on the earth right now. So number seven, which is my number one of my top five that I think we uh, that everyone struggles is fear of failure. And what this looks like is... <clears throat> You seem to sabotage and you get stressed or anxious thinking about the future or thinking about, you know, asking that girl out. Or you think about, oh, like the job interview and then you sabotage a job interview or you get the job and then you don't show up because you don't think that you're worthy of that job or that occupation. OK, it's like when you start writing the book and then you're like, oh, no one has a thing to no one has no one wants to listen to me my, or read my book, excuse me. I, I literally struggled with that with the podcast. I struggled with the podcast. I see comments here on Facebook, guys. I'll get with you. Um, <clears throat> but on the uh, <clears throat> on the contrary, you know, this is not easy for me being vulnerable with everyone. You know, if you listen to the last like three episodes, I should go deeply into my story about my insecurities, my anxieties, my learning disabilities, my bullying, like the fact that I wasn't do good in school, the fact that I was name called, the fact that I was physically and verbally abused, like majority of grade school, you know, and I'm not saying this because I'm a victim. 
See, I could be a coward and talk about, you know, I could say, you know, always me or and be afraid of that history repeating itself. Or I could be a champion and say, you know what, I'm going to face my fear. I'm going to overcome it because just like we talked about previously on the podcast is that like it's not about the fear itself. People focus on the fear. Stop focusing on the fear and stop focusing on what you're becoming in the process of overcoming that fear. Okay, so feel a failure. Like I didn't think anybody wanted to listen to my story on this podcast. Like it's stressful. It's a fearful thing. You know, as I keep doing it more and more, like I'm taking imperfect action. I'm betting on myself. Hopefully this brings some insight. Hopefully this allows someone to go inside themselves and figure this thing out because we're going to we're going to I'm going to dive into like how we evolve like on the inside. So there's work to be done on the inside, guys. Like our programming has been taught. You know what? If you can't pass the grade, you fail. And that's why we feel failure because we were, we've been conditioned in school is that if we didn't pass the test that you got to take the test over. And so it, it is negatively conditioned us to where we're afraid to even do anything unless we know that, that w- the end results. And that's the problem. See, how can you, how can you become good at anything if you're not willing to learn from your mistakes? You know, school system has taught us that you can't make mistakes. You must be perfect. And if you look at this, our parents, even our parenting, our parenting, like I, I have to unlearn some imp, like perfectionism from my mom. I love her to death, but she was overbearing. There were certain ways that things had to be done. And that's just not the case. If you're trying to start a brand or an entrepreneur endeavor, or you're trying to become a coach or a trainer of some uh, magnitude right now, it's you just got to take action. You got to start you by overcoming the fear. You just have to face fear of failure and see the end result. You have to begin with the end in mind. You have to begin to trigger and say, just like, you know, when I talked about earlier that you have to face it. Like I was afraid of the deep end when I was five years old. I like got out of the pool and I sat on the edge and I was like, you know what? I am not moving until I beat this thing. And what happened is I jumped in the pool and I started swimming around and it was incredible. The confidence to champion that man. But so many of us cower to our fears, cower to our giants, and we don't slam, we don't champion, and we go into this, this what I call the subconscious abyss, this place of dark and loneliness, you know, this place of abandonment, right? And that's, that's one of, uh, I'm going to be talking about that here in a minute. Um, I see some people on Facebook are, are uh, connecting with me here. So risk produces fear. And risk is human nature. We just have to be able to properly elevate the ri- or evaluate the risks are worth taking. Yeah, Blake. That's Blake McNabb. <laughs> Bro, what up, cuz? That was a response on Facebook. <clears throat> and if you guys are interested, you guys can follow me on Facebook. And you guys can watch me go live on Facebook, too, on the podcast as well. <clears throat> All right? So let's jump into number two of my five common fears that people fear the most that everyone struggles with which one are you do you struggle with fear number one fear of failure number two fear of rejection how many of us are afraid to go talk to the girl go talk to that guy how many of us are afraid to approach a professor and say like can i get an extension here because i'm really really stressed because of this in my area of my life you get out of life what you negotiate 
And this is what you need to focus on is that if you negotiate with fear and you cower, that's what you get. See, you have a choice, just like Will Smith said, that it is a product of your imagination. See, you have a choice. You can either be afraid or you can say, you know what? I'm bigger than this thing and it's going to take some time. I'm going to have to apply some risk and some elbow grease and you're going to have to grit it out maybe. And some fears are bigger than others. You know, a phobias, a phobias is something that's entrenching in us. You know, I'll share with you one of my phobias, believe it or not, guys, I was petrified of talking to people. Like what I mean by this is I was scared to death to actually public speak in front of people. Like, you know, my whole life people were like, Michael, you're going to speak in front of people. Like, so I was a pastor's kid and I've shared a little bit of this, of this story in my previous, um, my previous podcast episodes, but I was a pastor's kid and, you know, everyone wants to prophesy and declare things over the pastor's kid, right? Because he's like the next in command. So everyone's like, I see you in front of all these people speaking. And I'm going to be honest with you. My legs would start shaking and I'd get nervous. And and I would tremble just thinking about that thought. Because I was like, oh God, like I'm not ready for that. And you might be thinking about that in the, some, in the same way. You know, you might have a phobia of crowds or social um, uh, social anxiety disorder. And, you know, for me, like I do, I give everything when I'm in crowds and then I actually recharge privately. So like, that's what they call a extrovert introvert, you know? And, um, I love giving my all. I love saying my best jokes. I love making people laugh. I love telling my stories. Like I, I love being the center of attention, but when the show's over, when the lights, but when the spotlight's done, like I'm like, my wife sometimes gets upset with me because she's like, Micah, you can't just give everything to people on Facebook. You can't just give everybody, you know, all of you everywhere else because I need you to be present in the household. And that's something that I struggle with because, you know, me, I'm like, that's one thing that that's another fear. Let me just be transparent here and manifest this. Is that like as a father, like my the fear of failure, the fear of being rejected by the world saying like, hey, you know, you're not a great father. Like you could be a better dad. Like, come on. But no, I have to wake up every single day. I have to cast down that thought, that stronghold. Because in, in, in all reality, guys, fear is a stronghold. Fear is a foothold that has grabbed a hold of you. <clears throat> and it, it attaches it to your body, your nervous system, and triggers certain things. right? And when you understand that fear is not real. When you understand fear is a figment of our imagination, it's a bad product of our imagination. Our imagination can serve us or, quite frankly, it can get us killed, you know? Like we see this in – in um, we see people being paralyzed and, and they don't move and they, they get ran over or people commit suicide because they can't – and all these are god-awful situations. I'm not trying to make an example, you know, in a cruel way. I'm trying to be relevant because these things – truly happen to people like your fears can paralyze you to the point of death that's why people feel suffocated and that's why people because of the because of the fear of rejection because of the fear of failure like oh god like i'm a horrible dad oh god like you know i could be a better like husband or a better wife or a better mother like there's so much of this imperfectionism this perfectionism thing that like it's causing anxiety unneeded stuff that we need to get a hold of 
Because guys, stress is affecting the stress of all this is causing sickness in the bodies, compromising our immune systems, compromising our mental health. Like guys, this is science. Like here, hold on. Let me put let me let me point out something here because I got this book. It's called Cleaning Up Your Mess, Your Mental Mess by Caroline, Dr. Caroline Leaf. I would suggest this book because it's helped me walk through a lot of process mentally. So when you <clears throat> the key thing is to get over fear, there has to be this courageous of champion energy. You have to feel it, you have to believe it, and belief. Your belief or your unbelief is a, is either empowering you or disempowering you to champion that fear. So, I want to talk about like what what stress does because stress <coughs> is the chemical response of what triggers the um, sympathetic system, nervous system in the body, and this is what causes your fight or flight to get activated. All right. So I, I want to share something with you is that when our thinking is toxic, it messes, uh, it, it can mess up the stress response. When that starts and it works against us instead of for us, this can turn into more vulnerable diseases. So like guys, our fears and our stress and our anxiety is causing, this is why it's so important to face our fears. They're causing manifested diseases in our body, which is why many researchers now believe that toxic stress is responsible for approximately, now keyword approximately, all right? Disclaimer, 90% of illnesses, diseases, including heart disease, cancer, and diabetes. Guys, like everyone's like, well, it's just in my genetics. You know, my mom and dad were cowards, so I'm a coward. You know, my mom and dad struggle with diabetes, and they had cancer, and they're poor, and all this stuff. And it's it, it, they think it's all in their genetics. No, guys, science has proven that the, the genetic genes, you can change your genetic genes through your thought process and how you learn how to manage stress, anxiety, and your fears by facing them. And they're producing the right chemicals that your body needs to activate your nervous systems to take action. Right? And take the right kind of action. And so this means that only 5 to 10% of diseases, you could say, come from genetic factors alone. Guys, so it's not our genetics. We are You are not genetically more prone to be anxious, more fearful, more cowardly, just because your dad or mom was a coward and their mom and dad was a coward. You can champion whatever you're facing today. Just like David, man, when he said, I got to slay this giant. Because he's opposing the people of God. See, you need a bigger mission. You got to become mission minded. You got to get your dreams got to become so big that it involves other people. This is my charge for you guys, right? As we're talking about, and I'm going to get into like the the uh, the third fear, the common fear here, because we talked about the fear of failure, the failure of rejection. But you guys, this is what I want to talk about. You got to commit to getting a big dream and it being bigger than you. It's got to be big. Like it's got to involve your local community, your church, your family. Like, I don't know what it is, your legacy. Like you, you need some, uh, you need some judges and accountability partners in your life to start helping you execute and taking action, man. Because that's why this podcast is like, 
so many people are just living, but they're suffering. And the only way that you start winning is you sacrifice. You got to sacrifice something. That's why if you look at if you look at Jesus, if you look at all the ancient texts and, and esoterical teachings, man, the ancient writings say you've got to sacrifice something. In the Old Testament, it was lambs. In the New Testament, in the Bible, it was the Christ. Like in, in all the other pseudo-savior, solar savior stories and risen sun gods, you know, and I don't got time to go into all of that stuff. But if you study it out, they all sacrifice something. It's just like the sun goes down and it's, it's sacrificed and the dark comes. But the dark doesn't remain because then the sun comes back up. In the witcher, the sun literally dies, they call it. And it's a solar, it's a, it's a, it's a solar solace. And that's when the day that winter starts, right? And that that in, in certain thought pools, that's what simplifies the Christ in his birth and resurrection and all that stuff, okay? So December December 21st, 25th, excuse me, it, it, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. And I might, let me just jump into it for a little bit. The idea is you're sacrificing life. There must, you hear this saying, and I've been guilty of saying this, is that if you're not growing, you're dying. But that's... You know, you and and Tony Robbins says this, and on the contrary, I want to say this with all politeness, is that like I don't necessarily agree with that anymore because I'm growing and I'm learning. You can't always be growing because you'll burn out. You've got to go through a process of death. Man, it can't always be summer. It just can't be, guys. It can't all you can't always feel good. You can't always, but you gotta commit to the process of death and resurrection, a death, a sacrifice, so you can give more life. And see, for some of you, it's sacrificing that fear, that coping mechanism, man. Like in my past, I've, I've, I've had coping mechanisms such as pornography because I have felt like a lonely. I'm just being vulnerable here. Like being vulnerable is important. And like I've struggled with that. I've struggled with all this other stuff that such as alcohol. I've struggled with drugs, you know, not on a, a very intense level. None of these things fully ever got a hold of me and like I went on a dying spiral. But I was curious about it because they were coping mechanisms and they were keeping me in denial of what I needed to face. Do you understand what I'm saying here? And so that's what I want to talk about. Then the third fear is the fear of commitment. You've got to commit to yourself. You've got to commit to changing your beliefs. You've got to commit to facing the fear. But first, you got to deal, you, you, you got you, you got to deal with yourself. See, there Jesus says the kingdom of God is inside of us. See, again, I, I want to make it clear for Facebook people and on the past podcast again, I'm very passionate. And when I talk about Bible, I'm not trying to be like religious and preach a sermon. I use the Bible to merge the uh, physics and metaphysics, the materialistic and the spiritual, because I believe that the spiritual, the metaphysics proves the material and the material backs up the meta, the, 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 the spiritual. Because it's all happening at the same time. Let me share an example with you guys. Did you know that, the, like, the Bible talks about angels 
going around the holies of holies 24-7 hours, singing, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. That's the throne of God that he sits, and they sing around and they worship him continuously. Did you know that when you wake up, you have a hundred, you have a potential of 140, uh, 114, excuse me, not 100, 1400. There we go. I get tongue-tied, guys. It's a learning disability. I just want to speak faster than like, the words are coming to me faster than I can speak. So bear with me. <laughs> so, oh, and I lost my train of thought there. But, do, 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 do. yeah, so uh, 1,400 neuron connections, new ones, potentially, that you can connect with every single day. And if you don't choose to learn something new, those things will go to the wayside. And even if you listen to a lecture, unless you take notes and you try to share it with someone else or, or teach it to someone else, you'll forget it. But you're, the brain access, you can learn. You can learn how to, how to overcome failure. You can learn how to overcome speaking in public like I have. That's the number one phobia in the world. I was petrified of it. Hated it. Now I'm doing podcasts, videos. I've spoken in groups of people. I've hosted groups before, like gatherings, and I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. I had to learn how to do that. I had to make new neuron connections. I had to look and do my research on how to speak in front of people, how to poke at yourself, how to communicate your message with the right passion to inspire people. And when people listen to me, they're like, Micah, you're so inspirational. How are you that inspirational? And I just look at them and say, like, I have no idea it's just something i had to become this thing though because i used to be a timid little boy i used to be afraid to talk, walk up and talk to women i used to be afraid of speaking in public i used to be very insecure and backwards but i learned that if i wanted to become something i had i had to face the fear and by facing the fear i became the man that i am today and you can too you can become the man you can become the lady that you need to become today. So don't, don't, but you've got to commit to yourself. All right, let's keep, keep, go, uh, keep going forward. So the fear of abandonment. So the fear of abandonment is like the fourth fear that I think a lot of people struggle with. This is why you see codependency. People are bouncing from guy to guy, girl to girl. This is why people are afraid. They're afraid of abandonment. So they find comfort in Netflix. They find comfort in the whiskey bottle. They find comfort in going to the gym. But in all reality, when they come home and they're alone with their thoughts, because they're actually afraid of being abandoned. You know, my my sister cannot deal with her thoughts. She's got to have Netflix or a fan or something playing in the background. And that's not healthy. And there's so many people that deal with this, guys. There's so many people that do this. But what I want to share with you guys is I want to share a, a, a couple other fears with you. <clears throat> and then at the, at the end of this, I want to talk about some tactics that we can do to begin to overcome this stuff and rewire our brain and reconnect it in the way that so we can live the life that we want, okay? So the fear of abandonment. <clears throat> this is the last one here, fear of change. I actually think this is the greatest. My <clears throat> People I know, people I know struggle with this. Do you guys struggle with it? Comment below. The fear of change. <clears throat> people don't like changing. They don't like change. That's why people are afraid to move when they know they should make the move because the job or the, the their lover is in another state and they know they need to move, but they're afraid, you know? And it's up to people who are champions to encourage people and say, hey, guys, <clears throat> hey, guys, it's okay. Hey, I love you. 
It's going to be all right. Let's do this together. My wife is resistant to change, and I constantly have to learn new ways to communicate with her and to influence her in a way that's going to be helpful with me, and it's going to help her empower her to see that, hey, what? The, Micah is right. Like There needs to be a little bit of change. Right, guys? So the fear of change, and this can look like any which way, right? You know that you're overweight, but you need to go to the gym. But you're afraid. Ultimately, you want to go to the gym, but your brain's afraid. Like, oh God, what if, what if you don't are not successful? <laughs> it's that feel of failure. It's like you go to the gym, but you don't lose weight. But you want to change. And so, guys, you gotta face these fears. You got to face these fears. Because if you guys don't face your fear, it's going to physically start affecting your body. We're seeing this. I just I just showed you proof. Uh, approximately now, the science is changing. We know that stress. We know that fear. We know that anxiety. When when these things, when the sympathetic system is triggered, when the fight or flight is triggered, what's happening is is it's affecting our we the immunity disorders, cancer, heart disease. Which heart disease, by the way, is the number one cause of death right now. And strokes because of stress. People are, are having heart disease. They have uh, cardiovascular strokes and they die. Heart attacks, in other words, for those who don't know that what I'm talking about. People are dying of heart attacks because of stress. Because of their they haven't raised their level of handling stress. That's why working out. That's why cold showers. That's why I work out very in very intense intervals so my heart can handle more stress and so by handling more stress i don't i don't act as fearful and i begin to face those things right people tell me all the time like well i'm not that person micah like i'm not this like i i'm not a morning person or like i'll never i'm just not an, a, a a person that enjoys exercise or enjoys reading books or doesn't enjoy like i'm just okay way i am well, you're okay the way you are because you have the fear of change. You want to stay. It's called the law of familiarity. When you're familiar with your surroundings, when you're familiar with your friends, when you're familiar with the idea you don't have enough money in the bank, when you're familiar that you're a drug addict, when you're familiar that you're an alcoholic, when you're familiar that you are a verbally and physically abusive person, when you're familiar that, hey, I'm just, I, I'm just the way I am, it's it's not okay. And what I mean by that, it's not okay. It's not okay to believe that. Because fear is establishing a belief which is a misconception of a belief. <clears throat> and you can change that belief just like, just like that. But you got to begin to take the action. You got to begin to take the action by facing the fears. Here, here's some fun facts. <clears throat> that there's two fears that I had no idea people had, which are fear of flowers and fear of music. Who knew? I mean, like, come on, like, the, who who has a, is afraid of flowers? See, we have a fear of everything, I guess. <laughs> the fear of the unknown. Like, it's really interesting. <clears throat> I I I think it's crazy that as as human race, we have pioneered. And we have stretched the horizons, and most of the unknown world is conquered. And I think that we, we have gotten fat in comfortability. 
And these things that are firing off in us that were meant for us to actually create pioneers, to create forgers, to create like inventions and stuff, because the world becomes more and more certain with technology, you know, as we begin to expand the borders of of continents and countries and you know most of the world is governed by a government and they have laws and rules and regulations and you know everyone's going to work and paying taxes towards these this big government and and people are overwhelmed because they feel out of control that's why stress is causing so much of this disease. That's why people are unhappy. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, only 33% of Americans are happy with their marriage, their bank account, their business, or their, their career, or their physical being. Like people are living, but people are dying and they're dying rapidly. And what I mean by that is not just physically, you know, first time in history right now, it's, it's being predicted. The trend is people's lifespans are being shortened because of stress, because of mental illnesses, because of stress, anxiety, the deep chronic depression, because of toxic thought processes. And it's trauma built on trauma, man. Like, try to talk. I, I, dude, I've tried talking to my grandparents about their past. They don't like talking about it because it's traumatizing, man. And then our parents, they don't like talking about the things that they went through. And then they're passing on that trauma to us. And it's like, it's like people, the Bible says this again, I'm just using it as a principle here. The Bible says the sins are passed down to the forefathers. Sure, it's not some supernatural, like, you know, like hocus pocus. Yep. You're sinful. You're sinful. You're sinful. You're cursed. You're cursed. You're cursed. No, it's that depressed. It's like the blind leading the blind because people don't know, Hey, the kingdom of God's opened up through sacrificing the son of God through your sacrifice, laying down your life and picking up your cross and becoming a follower of the Christ inside you entering into the kingdom. You begin to manifest these things. You begin to manifest just like the angels, just like just like I was talking about the angels, and I, I got like lost there, and I, I'm coming back full circle. That you know the angels sit there and sing holy, holy, and we have those new new connections every single day, and those angels are flowing around in the heavenly places in our mind. And just like those new neurons connecting every single day, those neurons are literally sitting there ready to be used and and employed. In your, uh, in your mind and in your consciousness so that you can begin to condition your body and break these curses, break these limited beliefs, conquer your fears so you can begin to so you can begin to be like let's go so you can have the confidence so you don't have to worry about people calling you a coward or feeling like a coward. That's actually more more like fearful than anything is that we're afraid of being called cowards instead of being called a champion. Guys, I want to challenge you guys. You are a champion. When I when I sit here <clears throat> and I talk to people, you know, and I'm coaching them, I have to sit down and I have to like I have to have them list out their uh, uh, their limited beliefs what they believe about themselves, you know, what they actually believe about themselves. And then I begin to ask questions like, you know, so like, what has made you to believe this about yourself? And most of the time when people say, like, what what has you believe in that way? Like, 
it's not even their own voice. It's the voice of pastors, professors, politicians, peers, um, <clears throat> parents. I call these the four P's of our life that influence our life, right? Like, guys, you don't even understand how your psyche's influenced, man. Most of your limited beliefs are based on the limited beliefs of your parents. It's the limited beliefs of your grandparents. Like, there's there there's so much limited limited beliefs. There was a period of time where I believed that homosexuality was completely against the sin, sin against God, and God was angry with them. I'm here to tell you, and I'm not here for a theological debate, but I sure do not. Uh, I sure do not, and I'm just leaving it up for this. I do not believe that anymore. I just don't. I don't think it's right. I think it's wrong to sit there and sacrifice relationship with a person because I think God is one way. But the as I've learned to progress with the with with the Christ in me, as I've entered into the kingdom, as I've overcome these fears, it people when people say that when Christians when I've used to hear when I hear Christians like sitting there debating like oh God hates homosexuality I'm like no he doesn't you're afraid of it you just say that you say God hates it because you're actually afraid of homosexuals you're actually afraid of your opinion being attacked and it's not about our opinions it's about the truth and the greatest truths are on the other side of fear. When we can learn to face our fears, when, we can, when Christians can learn to love the homosexuals, when the blacks can begin to embrace the whites and forgive about our past. Because let me tell you something. Me, myself, my dad, my grandpappy, and his grandpappy, we had no slaves. So you can't use these, these justification of arguments. It's time that we sit down and have these conversations and face the fear of prejudicism. Face the fear of racism. Face the fear of social status. It's time that, that the poor begin to rise up and say, hey, listen, you know what? We understand you have a lot of money. But we just don't understand, like, why why don't we have money? Can you help me make money? Instead of getting angry and being like, well, they just need to give their money away. These people worked hard for their money because they have influence, because they know how to organize their thoughts and their fears and overcome those things and help them discover the greatest life ever called the human life. Guys, there's insects, there are bugs, there are trees, there are animals that would die to be you. And, no, and I'm here to keep you in check. You guys got the greatest opportunity and, and to give you perspective is that like, it's 124, 144 trillion odds to one, guys, that you should even be here. Perspective is king. Perspective. When you think of that, you just want to die. When you just think, oh, I'm just depressed and no one cares. Hell yeah, they care. You just need to reach out. You need to message. Message me. Message someone you know <clears throat> that does care. And if you are on a circle that doesn't care, you need to get a better circle. You are the product of the five people you spend spend your time with. And for, sadly, for the most of our lives and for the majority of us, that's our family. And that's our limited beliefs of our parents and our limited beliefs and in our interactions and experiences with our family and, and our siblings. And we got to break that. We got to break this, guys. <clears throat> So here's my antidote, the power of choice. 
the power of choice. I'm going to use another example from the Bible. Adam and Eve, they had a choice to eat the fruit or not eat the fruit. And they took, this is it. If you want to call this sin, if you want to call this like the casualty of the world, if you, I, I promise you this, I actually believe that this is the, this is the number one thought, detox thought that every, what do you want to call it? Sin, the cause of death, the cause of disease, any of it, the, the cause of anxiety, the cause of, of um, you staying out of shape or addicted to whatever. And you have to work every day to break these addictions to the, the negative things and be a, become addicted to the process of better personal development, better positive thoughts, and conditioning your mind by writing out things you know, in your thought process so your brain can see this thing. Like when you speak stuff, it can't come back void. You're prophesying, and then you're bought, you're, so you say it, and then you hear it, and it's like a relay. So when I say something, that's why affirmations, you can't you, you can't act like they're like 100% guaranteed. But that's why affirmations work. <clears throat> when you understand there's life and death in the tongue. But there's also the processor, the ear. And you need to hear it. Whoever Jesus said, whoever has ears, let them hear. Whoever has eyes, let them see. This is the kingdom. Everyone's like talking about it's here, it's there, over where Jesus says, don't listen to them. Guys, people are saying, it's the pill, this regimen, this pill, this exercise, this book, this course. Guys, 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 look here. Look here. This is the kingdom. This is the pe people of God. This is the community that you need to focus on. When you start feeling stressed and fearful, focus on this. Focus on yourself. Begin to understand that, that I am made. And created for this, that everything that you need, you were created to handle your fear. You were made to do something great in this life. But sadly, our parents been told us, nope, you need to do this instead. And that's why so many people are, are working jobs they hate. They're married to people that they despise because of their fixated mind, because of the capsulized thought process. Let me share something with you. I was going to the park yesterday with my daughter, and it was crazy to me because I began to observe parents interacting with their kids, and the kids were playing, and all the parents were sitting around, and I began to observe this as I'm playing and running around the park playing like a child. And I said, this is the rigid thought process of America. This is why we're in this vicious cycle of the kids taking care of the parents. Because the parents aren't moving. They're not active. They're rigid. They're stationary. Their position is, is, sta is stagnant. And this is like one of the issues I see in America. And that's just one pattern. That's just one cycle. These kids, when their parents are 50s and 60s, they're gonna be they're gonna fall over, break a bone, break a hip, they're gonna have to have a hip replacement, they're gonna get a stroke because they don't know how to deal with stress, and then they pass on all these horrible strategies and tactical tactic ways of living to their kids. This is the sin. It's to take a lesser thought. Again, I'm I'm wrapping full circle here. Because this is how my mind works. Y'all are seeing it. <clears throat> this is like Micah unfiltered. Adam and Eve, 
they had the choice. And the choice was either eat the fruit or don't eat the fruit. But everyone thinks the sin was the fruit. No, 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 no. The sin was taking a lesser thought. What I mean by this is that the serpent said, surely God said not that you should not eat of the fruit because he don't want you to know when you eat the fruit that your eyes will be open and it will become like God and know good and evil. I want to challenge you guys here. That wasn't a deception because later on in the text, the gods, gods in the garden, yep, it wasn't just gods. It was gods. Man has become like us, knowing good and evil, unless he eat of the tree of life and know um, good and evil for eternity and lives forever, we will place him out of the garden and work the ground that which he come from. You know, that was the punishment. But that's not the point. My point is this, is that the serpent didn't lie. The serpent was true. But the problem was, is that Adam and Eve thought that they had to do something. Take the pill. To become like God. When they already, when they already should have known that they were like God, man. They were already made in the image. They were already, <coughs> they were already at full capacity. But the lesser thought, oh, I had to do something to become something. When you already were that. I'm going to tell you, you don't have to do anything to become anybody else. You're meant who you're meant to be. Like, you've been given everything. All the mechanisms, all the strategies, everything's inside of you. You don't have to go listen to all these motivational speakers. I, but more importantly, when you guys listen to me, I want you to get empowered and then take action on yourself. And then come back to me when you need it. This is just a quick antidote. But, you know, this, the problem is, is people are addicted to motivation. They're addicted to inspiration and they're afraid to actually take action. Because when you start making a podcast, when you start making your product available for the world to see, when you start speaking your truth, it's scary, dude. It's, it's, I probably, and, and this is the scariest, I'm the most scared I've ever been in my life because I'm taking action. I'm making a podcast. I'm going live. Like I'm telling people I'm the number one mind coach in the world. I'm on the top of my game and I'm growing daily. It's not just some idea, Granger idea. Like, like I believe that. Like I believe I can help the world. I believe I was speaking in front of crowds. I believe I'll be writing books to impact nations. Like, I know that I'm meant to help people rethink about the education system and rethink about their life and rethink about how they spend their finances, to rethink about how they invest their time and manage their mind, to rethink about how fathers interact with their children. I'm here to challenge everyone to help them rethink about their existence because people are going unconscious. We got to get back to being conscious. We got to start eliminating our fears. We got to start waking up saying, I am capable. You know, <clears throat> whether it's a Bible verse, whether it's exercise, whether it's journaling, like I have this journal on my group. I If you go to Facebook and look up Game Changers, I got a group that you can look up this PDF file. It's the, it's the, game, it's the game Time Weekly Planner. Where, where I literally <clears throat> break down my journal, my daily journal routine, 
where I talk about three things I'm thankful for. I write down a quote to make an intention for my day. I write down my core values and anything else that doesn't, anything in the day that if a thought comes up and it's not attached to that core value, I eliminate that. Period. This is just one tactic that I do. I start writing down my goals. If I, the way I spend my time is if I don't think that, if I don't think that whatever I'm doing is benefiting my coaching career, benefiting my book that I want to write, benefiting my body, benefiting the culture, my family culture, my, my, my generational wealth that I plan on doing, my business and branding that I plan on creating to give and pass on to my kids. Like if I don't think it's benefiting that, if that that's if those things aren't being benefited. I'm not doing it, man. I'm intentional. See, some of y'all need to get focused off the fear and get focused on yourself and start taking action on yourself and start believing. And when you do, momentum will start happening. <coughs> I talk about this in my five pillars of destiny. Where I talk about the first step is actually in believing in yourself. Start believing in yourself. Start believing. David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine mocking my people and my God? See, David took the higher thought. He didn't take the lesser thought. He took the higher thought. I'm how This dude is about to get screwed. He, he shouldn't be talking like this. You got to get angry with the giants, the bullies, the sin. You got to get angry that everyone in your family has sugar diabetes. You got to start understanding what is triggering these things. Everyone in my family is divorced. You got to start coming against these things. You got to start combating it. You got to start championing these fears because you deserve better. Every single person on this earth deserves the godness inside them. Adam and Eve thought they had to eat the fruit to become like God when they already were like gods. They were already those things. They were already that. You don't have to do anything else to achieve anything. It's done. It's finished, Jesus said. It's finished. <clears throat> so how we want to wrap this up? <clears throat> I hope this has been impactful for people on Facebook. Guys, Facebook, if you want the full podcast, I'm uploading it. I'm literally recording it live, and you guys can watch. You guys missed like the first 20 minutes, but I wanted to give you guys a little insight on what I do, you know, behind the scenes. <laughs> My wife messaged me and said that dinner's done but i'm just like i'm just on fire right now dude i feel it like dude this is like this is food this is good for food like i know people's lives are being changed right now and i i think it's i think it's a shame that we live in a system that tells us we're not pretty enough we're not good enough we're not fit enough like you gotta take care of your body you know, and there's things you can do naturally to look prettier, <clears throat> but we're sold things, we're sold policies, life insurance because of fear, like sales pulls on manipulating people and putting people into like fear of loss and fear of death and like all these things. It's not right. <clears throat> I want to empower people. More than anything, 
with the idea that fear is not real. You don't have to fear nothing. You don't need to take nothing. You don't need another course. You don't need anything else but yourself. Your own mind. Your own mind. Manage your mind. Manage your time so you can make more money and be more happy and have more time with your family and get the life that you deserve. 33% of Americans, guys, are depressed. Excuse me. I take that back. That are not happy, not depressed. Let's be literal. Let, let's get that correct. Which means that potentially they could be fearful, anxious, depressed, chronically depressed, full of disease, and incapable to move physically, or they feel paralyzed in their mind and they won't take the action on themselves. Like it's sad, guys. It's sad that we're in this state of living and being. And that's why. I don't want to see people live. I want to see them win. I want them to not just live like cowards. I want them to see I want to see a group of people champion, man. You deserve to make money with and provide for your family with the what you love. You do. You don't deserve anything less. Nothing less. Period. So guys, I think I'm gonna wrap it up here. <clears throat> we can keep. I'll, I'll either continue this a little bit into the next episode, or I might talk about something else. But please, guys, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Share it with someone if you think they'd be it would help them, and make sure that if you feel led to to get to become a part of my Patreon community. And I'm starting to plan out some Patreon content so you guys will get extra access, extra coaching, extra maybe like clips from me, motivation, inspirational clips. Um, you guys can, you know, make. Uh, I will make sure that the link is in the description of the podcast episode here on Anchor, and I will share it with you guys on Facebook as well. But it helps me get equipment. Better equipment, better mics, because my I've been like I, I like the miking. Trying to record this is like hell sometimes, because I I, sp I take about thirty minutes to get the mic clear before I can even start clearing, because this thing's all staticky. Before I can even start like recording, I have to like make sure it's not all like it, it, uh, like it it just does. It's not a good mic. This is not a good mic, guys. So new cameras, you know all this stuff. Like I want to eventually be able to record the whole thing here and put it on YouTube as well. <clears throat> but yeah, that's, that's the ambitions I have. Um, so with that being said, guys, make sure to subscribe, share, join the Patreon group. I also have a free group on Facebook called game changers. You can go my link out. You can follow me at Micah Smith and then you guys can click on the link in my bio and, and request to get in my group. I also share like just daily weekly nuggets on there too. Um, and yeah, yeah, guys, this has been good. It's been fun. Like I really enjoyed this session. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, and we will talk to you guys next time. Make sure you guys to go back and watch the other episodes, uh, that I've recorded. I have a four up now, including this one. So there's three more to consume. If you listen to it on, on, uh, Spotify, then you guys can uh, listen to it like and speed up 
how you pro- like the the speed of the podcast. So you guys can't, don't have to like sit here and listen to the whole thing and consume all that like for an hour or whatever this is. Um, also, too, guys, I'm in three three countries are are listening to this podcast right now. I lo- my goal is to get it into five countries. So if you guys know anybody that's in another country other than you, then like please sure to share it with them so we can start impacting the world, man. That's the cool thing about technology is I get to impact the world from my bedroom. <laughs> Don't tell my wife that because she'll get jealous. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I will talk to you guys next time. Peace out. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for listening to the full episode. And because you stuck around and listened to the full episode, I got a gift for you. You know, and it's up to you whether you take action on it or not. But I want to offer a free one-on-one session with you. A strategy game planning session to help you start conquering your fears and start delivering on your dreams. So guys, be sure to reach out to me either on this podcast or just DM me on Facebook. Uh, And I look forward to talking to you and meeting everyone who's interested. All right. So again, guys, thank you so much for this podcast. Make sure to share and subscribe and let somebody know. All right. Appreciate you. And we'll see you next time.